Welcome to Health Unscripted, brought to you by The Cigna Group, a podcast featuring real, raw conversations with some of the most knowledgeable experts in the healthcare industry. Welcome to this episode of Health Unscripted. My name's Doug Woodard, and I'll be your host for today's conversation, which is on a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and I know near and dear to the heart of our guest, and that is focused on leading with gratitude. Here at Cigna, I have both the pleasure and privilege of leading our customer experience and operations organization. Our guest today for the conversation is Mr. Paul Sanford, who is our executive vice president over enterprise operations. Paul, welcome. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for having me. So, Paul, really excited to to get into this dialogue, but maybe you could start off with a little bit about yourself and your career journey and, and your role here at the Cigna Group. Yeah, I'd be happy to. In terms of the career, I've been in healthcare for over three decades. As you said, I have the pleasure and the, the opportunity to lead our enterprise operations team here at the Cigna Group. Excited to join you here today. I'm going to quote a couple of studies here that I think are, are really powerful opening data points for our conversation. So first is a survey by Glassdoor that found 81% of employees said that they are motivated when leadership shows appreciation, which I think is, is simple and yet really powerful. And gratitude, we know, also drives performance. There is a, a study by the American Psychological Association that found 88% of respondents reported feeling engaged or more engaged and even more productive when they felt appreciated. And yet 59% of employees say they've never had a boss who truly appreciates them. It's kind of a heartbreaking statistic. And so Paul would love to hear from you about the power and the impact that's contained within gratitude. So it's kind of a staggering set of statistics you just went through there. You know, the, the key word I think that you just, that I heard when you went through that was the word boss, right? The boss who truly appreciates them. And I think therein lies the dynamic. So as a person who is young in career, and when I was young in career, I was very ambitious and, you know, I had a boss who was very ambitious and he or she at the time normally would, you know, say thank you and, and express some gratitude along the way. But then always have this other sentence that said, and now remember, you, you can't rest on your laurels. You need to build on what you've done, or the next big thing is coming up, or don't forget about the next big thing we need to deliver, those types of things. And, and so for me, this idea of, of gratitude really sort of starts with, you don't need the but, you don't need the or, you don't need the, hey, the next thing is coming up, let's not rest on our laurels. Just be thankful. Be thankful that that you know it's usually typically hard work that got got the results, and it's typically a team that got the results. So you know, for me, having been in in both the positions of being, you know, everyone has a boss at some point in their their career, but in thinking back on on my career, it, it's always been that boss worker dynamic that's always stumped me, and I'm not actually surprised by by the statistics. So for me, in retrospect, it's, it's just taught me to be more conscious, right, of extending gratitude to others and not append that, hey, but don't forget about the next thing that's coming up. 
really like that, Paul. That that speaks to my heart for two reasons. One is what it says to me is intentionality. It's about making a choice to express gratitude sincerely. And the second thing that spoke to me, I, I love that personal story from earlier in your career where express gratitude without the qualifier, Right. express gratitude without the but remember or I appreciate what you did for me today. What are you going to do for me tomorrow? But let gratitude stand on its own. I I think that's inspiring and, and powerful. And so, you know, Paul, both you and I have the responsibility to lead large-scale workforces. We're geographically distributed. We have great diversity in the workforce that we care for through our, our respective leadership. How have you thought about or what have you learned through your career when it comes to expressing gratitude on a workforce basis as opposed to the one-to-one -one basis? There's so many things that go on at work in the day. And for the business that we're in, serve millions of, of customers. We have millions of transactions. There's, there's a lot of volume. And 99% of what is done every day by the teams is done in a really good way. Meaning we get the result, the customer is happy, the provider is satisfied, whatever the case may be, it's a positive outcome. Yet it's the 1% that is the continuous improvement that people tend to focus on because that's where the noise is. And so to answer your question, what I tried to do and what I tried to, to encourage the teams to do is find these stories where we're doing good, we're doing well, and customers have expressed gratitude for what we do and really starve the bad and try to create a culture by which we are talking more about the good things that are happening and less about the continuous improvement opportunities we have as an organization. And it's a psyche, it's a mindset. It, to me, that is infectious and it's infectious in a good way. So I've, I've tried to institute that across the organization. I've tried to do it in a sort of a ground up way. And I think it's starting to take hold. I think it really is. And I have seen firsthand both here and in other chapters of my career, the impact that gratitude can have. I, I have found that most people, regardless of level or role or background, I think people want to know that their work matters. I think people have a need to know that their contributions have made a difference. And it isn't that I think every contribution needs to make a life-changing difference, although I would argue lots of professions, ours included, have that responsibility and that opportunity. There's also gratitude, I think, that's important that's based in the acknowledgement of effort, that's based in the acknowledgement of your work contributes to a greater good. And for me, that's one of the, the takeaways from your answer, thinking about the influence and impact gratitude can have on a workforce. I think it's connected to that acknowledgement that work makes a difference, that the collective and the individual come together to be able to have an impact and that that is appreciated sincerely, even if it's expressed simply. I still find that there, to your point, there's real impact that can be embedded in, in gratitude. As you, you mentioned a moment ago, Paul, reflecting on your experience earlier in your career, uh, on this same theme, what, what advice would you give folks that are newer in their leadership journeys where they want to be a leader that is gracious and grateful? What, what advice would you give? 
I think the first thing is slow down. Everything today is instantaneous. Social media, everything is, is instantaneous and people want in instant gratitude. And so the pace is so fast. And sometimes we run past the little things that people have done that make a difference. And so I would say, first and foremost, slow down and just say thank you. Process-wise, you know, as leaders, I think we underutilize the tool of debriefing after a meeting, after a presentation, after gathering. We don't take the time to debrief. And I think it's in that moment where you actually have the team and you debrief on, let's say it's a meeting, you debrief on the meeting that you just had. You have an opportunity to take a step back and genuinely point out in an authentic manner where the team did well, where an individual did well, to our point earlier on, not append it with, you know, continuous improvement opportunities at that time. Just sit in the fact that the team did well, highlight those points and leave it alone for a minute. Uh, I think we underutilize the debrief for, for that purpose. Ultimately, it starts with just slowing down for a minute. There's, there's so much in that answer that resonates with me and, and my experience. I, a couple of nuggets to, to tease out. I love the advice to slow down. We're all busy. We're all trying to accomplish a lot. And, and again, I think it goes back to your earlier theme of intentionality. I find for myself, I try to be intentional about doing exactly what you're calling out. And that is taking a moment, taking a breath to show the other person sincere appreciation. Doesn't need to be a speech. Doesn't require a PowerPoint slide. It, it doesn't require, you know, opening up the source to get some, some fancy language. So often I think the impact of gratitude is, is in the simplicity. But the other nugget for me in your answer is authenticity. Just be authentic about expressing that gratitude. The other in your advice on feeding the good, the nugget for me is about the power of storytelling. And, and I think stories that are inspirational, that connect what a group is doing back to mission, back to a shared sense of purpose, having gratitude be a part of the culture you're building you know, I think that's that's a part of the the value of of who an organization is striving to be that can be amplified through through storytelling. You know, the other thing here that I think we have to pause for a moment and recognize that we've been largely talking about gratitude, somewhat in a in a one directional, unidirectional way, meaning I thank you, I recognize you. Gratitude is bidirectional from from where I sit. So, in other words, I get as much pleasure in complimenting you as I hope you get in receiving that compliment. You know, I think about, <laughs> I think about, um, my daughter, I mentioned Aubrey's 23 years old. I remember when Aubrey was, um, Aubrey walked at nine months old. I remember the first time she walked and I remember how proud she was when I celebrated her and how grateful I felt when that moment happened. It's that bi-directional gratitude that feels so good in not only receiving, but in giving. And I think that's the opportunity that I think some people miss sometimes. It's not just a one-way thank you. You actually get it back and you get it back exponentially. And that feels good. And, and that's, a, that's a really, really great thing to carry into your day on a daily basis. 
That's such an important point. Uh, completely aligned to that. I really subscribe to this notion that to be inspiring, to give energy and enthusiasm to those we are caring for through our leadership requires that we're inspired, requires that we have enough energy and the tank to be able to, to give it to others. And I think you're right. I think giving gratitude is actually a source of that of that positive energy, particularly where you, you know, in your personal example that I think also applies to work, by giving gratitude and seeing the positive impact that has on others, I think for us as leaders, that is also giving us energy very much to your point. And I think that's a, you're right. It isn't, it isn't recognized enough perhaps that it is both, you know, giving enthusiasm and energy to others, but it also in the act of, of being, uh, giving away gratitude also gives something to the person uh, in turn. I think that's a, that's a really important point. We'd love to segue just a little bit there and, and talk about some other crucial leadership traits and what, in your opinion, are some of those other traits and how do you as a senior leader bring those to life in your organization? Yeah. You know, I think one of them we've already talked about, which is um, genuinely caring about other people. I don't think you can express authentic gratitude if you don't genuinely care about other people. So I think it, for me, it starts there. And that's been a theme we've had throughout this entire conversation. Um, you know, the other thing I would say, and this is a mantra that I've tried to instill on myself over the past year which is um, to respond, not react in high tension situations. And by that, I mean, when you feel like you are attacked, when I feel like I'm attacked, when I feel like the team is being put to task for whatever reason, I find it really hard not to emotionally react because I want to defend. And I've tried very, very hard to swallow that emotion and think about what I'm going to say and respond and try to respond in a way that starts with common ground, starts with a unified goal, because at the end of the day, we're really trying to get to the same place. It's just a matter of how we get there. So that's the second piece. The third thing that I really am passionate about is I believe in the dynamic world we live in, which is you know, all about how do we solve really complex multidimensional problems. EQ to me is way more important than IQ at this point. And I'm not saying you don't have some, have some level of intelligence because of course you do, but the ability to read the room and understand emotions and understand how people are feeling without them having to ver verbalize it, I think is, is really, really important in terms of a, of a leadership trait. You know, we can go on and on, Doug, on this one, but I think those for me are the top three that I would point out. Well, and, and connecting your important comment about EQ, for me, that, that also goes to the heart of your first two, which is genuine care for others, which I think is embedded in compassion and empathy. In my experience, the leaders that have the most authentic ease with expressing gratitude tend to be those that have high EQ, because very much as you said, they're able to read the room, they're able to have empathy and compassion because they they attempt to put their, their self in, in other shoes. Paul, I'm interested as we think about giving leadership perspective, maybe just expand a moment on your important point around, around EQ. Do you think it's a, you either have it or you don't, or do you think it's something 
you inherently are able to build with experience? I think you can build it with experience. And I think it starts with active listening. Um, I've seen it uh, built and I've built it um, over my time. I, I don't know that it's like eye color, you know, you're born with it. I, I think it's something that is a skill that you, that you learn over time. If you are conscious of the fact that that is an important thing to do. And I think you did a great job there, Doug, of linking, linking those things together, because I absolutely agree that, that that is the case. But I think it starts with active listening and it starts with understanding the environment and paying attention to the details in the environment that are around you, including reading the room and how people are reacting, not just to what you say, but what, what other people are saying at the same time. And over time, you get better and better. You get better and better at it. Well, Paul, I really appreciate the the time that you've dedicated to our conversation today. And so in the spirit of giving gratitude, we appreciate you. We appreciate you sharing your journey and some of your leadership story and helping make the power of gratitude real and some of the choices that you make every day and, and have throughout your journey. So, Paul, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate you and to our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Health Unscripted. Thank you for listening to this episode of Health Unscripted brought to you by The Signer Group. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.